Domestic abuse, school shootings, mass killings, ethno-political conflict, genocide, terrorism and war. Peace psychology is the study of the mental processes that lead to conflict and how that knowledge can be used in a positive way. In this series, Peace in Mind, we'll be exploring the breadth of peace and conflict psychology. So conflict and peace are, yeah, definitely not to be associated with badness and goodness, evil and good. <laughs> I'm Kim Stewart. And I'm Linda Rose. We're your hosts for this series. Peace in Mind is produced in the studios of 4EB Brisbane with the help of the Community Broadcasting Foundation and Psychologists for Peace, an interest group of the Australian Psychological Society. In the previous episode of Peace in Mind, we talked about the challenges to conflict resolution in interpersonal relationships and the problem of interpersonal violence. In today's episode, we will be looking at one of the solutions, the Alternatives to Violence Project. In 1975, people of the Quaker faith started the Alternatives to Violence Project in US prisons. They did so at the request of long-term prisoners who are having problems in their lives due to badly managed conflicts. The Alternatives to Violence Project is a training program enabling participants to deal with potentially violent situations in new and creative ways. It builds on people's everyday experiences to help us move away from violent or abusive behaviour and learn to respect others. Since the 1970s, it has expanded into communities, schools, universities and refugee camps worldwide. This week, we talked to three Alternatives to Violence Project practitioners who have also experienced the program as participants. A school psychologist, a university student and an investment advisor. Um, I would get a bit hot under the collar before. Um, and now I kind of have the idea that you've got to think of the situation and think what you're going to say and do before you do it. We're just giving people tools that they can use. Their journey is their journey. We don't necessarily say what we're going to do is a magic key to it, but it helps. Now I realise that conflict is part of life and actually how you step up and respond to it is the most important thing. Alternatives to violence workshops are designed for individuals to liberate themselves and others from the burden of violence. The group workshops, which take place over a number of days, explore the five pillars of AVP. Affirmation, communication, cooperation, community building and transforming power. They encourage participants to share their experiences and examine the ways in which they respond to situations where injustice, prejudice, frustration and anger can lead to aggressive behaviour and violence. Some of the common themes explored are fear, anger, communication, stereotyping, power and powerlessness, and forgiveness. Dr. Olwen Maddock is a teacher and school psychologist based in Western Australia. She first became involved in the Alternatives to Violence project in 1998. I started because my marriage was breaking down and I just wanted to, you know, go out there and, and someone told me about it. And I thought, I'll give that a go. Maybe that will help me with my relationship. Olwen then became a facilitator. 
She says she has found the skills she has learnt from the program really empowering in her personal life, as well as her professional practice as a teacher and school psychologist. We asked her how she has found the program has changed the way she interacts with other people. I guess it's given me skills to look at, always look at a different perspective and a different um, viewpoint to, to a conflict or a situation or a, a relationship. And it's, it really has given me the ability to self-reflect and see things from another point of view, I think. Some practitioners are running it for um, pre-primary through to all the way through. So there, some of those programs are called Transform Into Peace. They're called TIP groups. And then we have HIP, which is um, Help Increase the Peace. All the way through to where I am in a high school, I run it as um, the Alternative to Violence Project. In my particular school, it's kind of become embedded as the training platform for the peer support leaders. So we run it as a way to bring all the people, who, young people in Year 9 who are going to be peer support leaders. But that's how we start them off. We do a, an AVP basic workshop and then they go out and they then do additional training as peer support leaders. But some of those peer support leaders come back and do the advance and the TFRS and then at the end of the year they come back and train the next group. In Western Australia, the Alternatives to Violence Project is now endorsed by the Department of Education and contributes to students leaving certificate if they complete all three stages. Olwyn says integrating the project into the school curriculum has helped effect positive changes for both students and the school in general. Because one of the building blocks is community building and communication, through developing that capacity, yeah, actually, it's kind of in line with positive cycle. You're building the core strengths of a group of, of young people and then they're going out and slowly changing the culture of a school. So we're not focusing solely on the conflict resolution. A lot of it is storytelling and sharing your um, stories. I had one student who, in the advanced workshop, we um, start the workshop off by telling the um, Sadako story, the story of the Japanese girl who made the peace cranes. Mm -hmm. And then over the course of the workshop, we make peace cranes. You know, every free time, all the students are sitting around making loads of peace cranes, practicing small ones, making enormous ones. And so, you know, and at the end, they give away one of the cranes that they've made as a gift to another student. So at the end of that workshop, this student came back for her TFRF and we asked her, you know, you know, why are you here in the opening circle? You know, have you found that something's transformed in your life? And she said, oh, yes, you know, my grandfather was dying of cancer and I sat and made peace cranes for him. The concepts largely um, hang around an AVP framework called the Mandala. And so if, it, if we have a really difficult group, then we might explore the kind of the escalation, what happens. And we also use a lot of the restorative justice concepts. We use the restorative justice as the processing questions to analyse, you know, and reflect on what happened in a, in a scenario. Because it's experiential, 
you give them a, a task, but you also then, as facilitators, we're watching how the group interacts with each other, and that's what we process and get them to reflect on. Oh, so Mary, when did, Mary did this, how did you feel? What were you thinking about? What could you have done differently in that time? Within school, it's sometimes called restorative practices. That's about looking from when there's been harm from the wrongdoer's point of view and from the victim's point of view and using um, transformative questions to come to a, re a peaceful resolution. Mm -hmm. So that um, the harm can be repaired if possible or you can reach a kind of a point at which you can move forward from. You're listening to Peace in Mind on 4AB, 4ZZZ and the Community Radio Network. We've been speaking with Dr. Olwen Maddock, a teacher, school psychologist and Alternatives to Violence Project facilitator based in Western Australia. Owen encourages others to give AVP a try and see what comes out of it. I didn't think I had that much issues really with conflict other than my marriage going down the gurgler, but I actually realised that in part of doing my little role play that I tend to avoid conflict and that was my eye-opener moment when I think, oh, is that what I do? I just go home and hide out under my rock for a while. But actually, now knowing that that's my default mechanism, I can go, oh, that's why, oh, that's why I'm at home sweeping the floor at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, there must be something going on. Oh, that's right, I've got a, I'm having a bit of difficulty. And then I go, okay, I can come back to that person and go, I'm sorry, or, you know, let's talk about what happened. So AVP's a great way to learn a lot about yourself, really.
The song you just heard was called All Fall Down by TZU. On Peace in Mind this week, we're looking into the Alternatives to Violence Project, a training project which helps people deal with potentially violent situations in new and creative ways. Terry Pinnell is an AVP facilitator who works in Queensland's prisons. One of our philosophies is we're all teachers and we're all learners. So there's things that people know that I don't know. And there's things that maybe I know that they don't know. And so it's a matter of, by experience, by doing these exercises, um, we might find out what each other knows. And that might teach us something. So I'll give an example because it's sort of, it's on um, forgiveness. One of the things was that I always have trouble with forgiveness. So I was in a prison workshop and we're doing this workshop and it's totally on forgiveness. And I said to this guy, this this inmate, that um, I don't know how to forgive. You know, my idea of forgiveness is you wait for someone to die, give it 10 years and then you might forgive them. Because I can't, I couldn't see how when someone does you wrong, if it's a big wrong, how you could ever change your mind, you know? And like this guy goes, oh, that's easy. He said, I know how to do that. And I go, well, you know, tell me how you do it. And he said, well, what you do is you, you tell yourself that one day you'll forgive them. He says, you won't tell you, not necessarily today or the next day or the, the following day, but one day you will. And it kind of, yeah, like the penny dropped for me then. I thought, yeah, that's it. I could do that. I could say, look, I'm not going to forgive him today because I'm still, you know, raging over this. But one day, all right, maybe I will. So forgiveness wasn't a big thing for him, okay, but violence might have been. Whereas, you know, reverse process for me. We asked Terry to explain to us what happens during the workshops he takes in prisons. Um... Well, the workshops in prisons, basically what we do is we set up a series of um, exercises that we would do and look at, we'd look at what violence is about um, and we try to build up a community. So you need a community to talk about things that are close to your heart. You can't just go into a workshop and, you know, expect people to go, oh yeah, I'm going to pour my heart out. So we build up a community so everyone's more trusting. And one of the things is that everyone has to be a volunteer. So you've got to volunteer to be in this. Because otherwise, um, if you're made to do it, then it's not the same as if you're, you know, you're doing it of your free will. So all the, all the people who run it, the facilitators, are all, um, are all volunteers as well, and we're unpaid. In some states I think they're being paid now, but mostly we're unpaid. Um, And that's good because in prisons everybody thinks that someone's got an agenda. So we can just be bleeding hearts and that's done. (laughs) And then what we would do is we put people in situations or ask them about things that they've done in the past, maybe ways in which they have already solved a conflict non-violently. Um, and then they would look at that and we would deconstruct it and say, well, you know, what happened there and what did you do to change that? And so show them ways that they've already done, done it in some circumstances but not in others or that 
other people have been doing that and then they can see that that's a way that people have been acting. Um, and we will do, and then when it gets too heavy, we'll do um, sort of games, like light, we call them light and livelies, and we just run around like, you know, crazy and have fun. And then we'll get back in and do something that's going to be quite, you know, sort of meaty that maybe will bring on, you know, sort of some serious action. So It could get very heavy, couldn't it? It can do, but one of the things what we're saying is, like, you know, one of the other philosophies of it is that we, we're all, um, this is not therapy. So we're, we're not trying to cure people, but we're saying it's not therapy, but it could be healing. Violence is often um, brought on by a fear because people are fearful of something. I don't know what it is in any circumstance, but sometimes people have fears and those fears have underlying issues beneath that and beneath that. So it's kind of like saying, when when you get violent, what is it that you're, you know, why are you getting violent? What is it behind there that is worrying you? Or what's that fear? And what's driving that fear? Where is that root of that fear from? You know, it could be something fairly mundane, I don't know. Mm, yeah, and it could yeah. be very hard to know yeah. exactly what it is. But we give them space in some of these workshops to reflect on those sort of things and exercises where they will look at, you know, things like why am I doing this particular action and what is it behind that? What is the, the, the you know, sort of the um, feeling I'm getting and what is driving that feeling? Because sometimes, you know, it might be something counterintuitive really. You know, you might be bashing up your woman because you don't want her to leave you. You know, that's kind of counterintuitive to me, but on, on some level, someone sees that as, you know, sort of totally rational. Mm. And the fear might be something like, you know, she's he's afraid she's going to leave her, leave him, so he's got to impose his will on her. You've got to think about the last time you sat down and contemplated your life and where you're at and how you react to people and your relationships with people. Now, that doesn't happen in everybody's life very often, okay? And so the workshop allows you to do that. I did a workshop in Sydney, um, and we were doing workshops in um, Devonshire Street in Sydney. So it's kind of, it's not, it wasn't the best of places. And this predates uh, mobile phones. I've got to put that in, okay? So what happened was I was staying with some friends up in the, in the Blue Mountains, and... Um, I was going to phone them to let them know when I was going to be getting there because we had to do the post-workshop talk and then I was going to get a train up. And so um, I'm in the t telephone box uh, phoning my friends in the uh, Blue Mountains saying, um, look, uh, the train's coming anyway, uh, I'll be getting to your place at such and such a time. And then suddenly this woman runs in to the phone box and says, I need the phone, I need the phone, I've got to call the police, it's an emergency. So I said to my friends, look, hang on, I'll, um, I'll phone you back. There's an emergency, I'll, they need the phone. So I put the phone down. This woman starts to dial 999, or not 999, is it? 000. And um, anyway, this guy comes running in. He goes into the telephone box and he grabs the woman and he gets the telephone wire and tries to throttle her with it and starts to hit her on the head with the phone receiver. And I'm thinking, oh yes, now we've been talking about 
in terms of violence and how to stop violent situations. What am I going to do here? And I just thought, well, I'll just let it go and whatever happens, happens. And I just stepped into the telephone box. There's three of us in this little telephone box. <laughs> I tapped the guy on the shoulder and I said to him, now, you're not going to break the phone, are you? And he went, what? 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 Because he's about to beat this one up. He goes, and I said, look, don't break the phone. I've got to phone my friends and tell them what time I'm going to arrive. Because they're up in the Blue Mountains and I'm talking all this gibberish. And this guy drops the phone and he talks, turns to this woman and he goes, what the hell's this guy talking about? You know, it's a head, you know. I'm out of here. And they both walked out, talking to each other about what a, you know, head I was. Um, so, and I'm just standing there going, oh God. So it was kind of like, you know, I suppose in that instance, it was just humour changing the script. You're listening to Peace in Mind on 4EB, 4ZZZ and the Community Radio Network. is a university student who attended the high school which Olin works at. She took part in the Alternatives to Violence project as part of her training to be a peer support leader. She was so inspired by the program that she is now a facilitator at her old high school. We were interested in how she has found the program has influenced her ability to deal with situations in which conflict arises. I think like when I started the program, you could say I would probably say and do things before asking questions, <laughs> p- p- politely. Um, and uh, now I think it just makes me more, it makes me calmer in conflict situations. It just makes me more relaxed and knowing that I can deal with it and that I have these tools under my sleeve that, um, that I could use in those situations. Maybe I reckon the best example that I use more frequently is at work. I work in customer service and there are certain times you get customers that just want to yell at you for no particular reason mm. or for someone else's fault and um, keeping a level head with that in that situation and using the tools on how to talk someone might be get taught the idea in the situation instead of saying um, the word you all the time and being a bit more aggressive you can say um, like we but make it a bit more of a calmer situation just the small things like the way you talk or the way you stand and your body language that sort of thing mm-hmm. So you're fully aware of what, how you're presenting yourself in an argument so as not to yeah. accelerate the process, I suppose. 
Yeah, definitely. Especially when um, you're a kind of like a bystander that happens to as being given the grunt of the situation. <laughs> mm. So have you had um, an incident where someone has been, a customer for instance, has been angry at you and you've managed to turn that around? Yeah, I have had a few actually, which when you look back at it, you're like, oh, that's, that was a nice, <laughs> nice um, outcome. Um, there have been quite a few that the customers have been really angry over one thing or another. And just the way you talk to them and just the way you deal with them um, has calmed them down. They have walked away calmer than they did when they walked when they were sure in the first place. Going back into the school that you used to go to, do you see yourself in some of those students? Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> how how you used program. to be. Yeah, yeah definitely did first to the basic program with them. Yeah. <laughs> so that must give you a great deal of understanding as to what their problems are. It does, and it, may, and it can make me... It's easy for you to say that, you know what, you don't... Like, they, there is a bit of a light in the tunnel. So I know when I first started the program, I didn't really enjoy school very much. Um, and the program and the people and the friendships you made during the program yeah. um, made me enjoy it a little bit more. So it's easy for me to say to those kids, look, there's the high school might not be very good, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Do yeah. you think that all conflicts are resolvable? Yes, in the long term. Maybe not the short term, but I definitely um, believe changing the minds of one person in the situation could change and resolve the problem. Yeah. I think it takes takes to be step by step and I think it would take time and um, willingness for someone to change but yeah I think the conflict can be resolved. The fundamental belief of the Alternatives to Violence project is that there is power for peace and good in everyone and that this power has the ability to transform violence. AVP builds on a spiritual basis of respecting and caring for self and others. To find out more about the Alternatives to Violence project in your area, check out their website at avp.org.au. Next time on Peace in Mind, we look at bullying. That's it for this edition of Peace in Mind. Thanks for listening. Peace in Mind is produced for the Community Radio Network with the help of the Community Broadcasting Foundation and Psychologists for Peace, an interest group of the Australian Psychological Society. Theme and background music by Jandy Rainbow, unisonicascension.com. Series producers Kim Stewart, Linda Rose and Nathan Renault. You can find out more about the topics we cover by going to facebook.com slash peaceinmindproject.